welcome. This is New Taku, where we talk things anime and manga. We're not experts at gatekeepers. We're just fans trying to share our love with you. Feel free to interact with us on Instagram and Twitter at NewTakuCast or email us questions and share requests at NewTaku2019 at gmail.com. Listen to us on Podbean, Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher and Spotify. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe and share. I'm Jim. And I'm Frank. So, Frank, last week... We did our selections, and now we're ready to dive in, because I think some of these shows are almost five episodes in already, so let's do it. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Woo! <laughs> get psyched. Get pumped. Let's go. So, as with every season, we selected a bunch of shows for our official Summer 2020 Utaku watch list, and you can go listen to the process from last week. We encourage our listeners to watch along with us. In about a month and a half, we'll have our Best of Summer 2020 episode. I can't believe it's only going to be a month and a half. And the winners of Summer 2020 will go against the winners of Winter, Spring, and Fall of 2020 to name the Best of 2020, as awarded by the prestigious judges of the new Taco Anime Podcast. That's you and me, Frank. Whoa, Prestige. I've never had it before. You've seen the film, The Prestige? I have. Great, great movie. I'm a magician. And Nicholas Tesla is creating a machine that can teleport hats. <laughs> I just gave away the whole plot. Sorry. Yeah, shit. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Frank, is there anything outside of our list that you are watching? There is not, no. Well, Frank, what about I you? need you to watch. start watching Extra Olympic key close mm. i've been talking about it for a month now it's still very funny and the episodes are five minutes long go check it out also i started drifting dragons on netflix <laughs> okay That's you know good. they, they had their cgi shows and they've had some success with some of the cgi this is like straight cgi and it just ain't working for me so far but i'll keep going so you want to get started Let's dive right in, my friend. Right. Sploosh. <laughs> Alphabetical order. Frank Basketball Boys. A Hero No Sora. Streaming on Crunchyroll and High Dive. There's 50 episodes continuing from summer of 2019. The studio is Diomedia, who did Domestic Girlfriend, and is directed by Kizu Kusakawa, who did Happy Sugar Life. Do you know what Happy Sugar Life? Have you ever been experienced... Have you ever experienced Happy Sugar Life? I have uh, not, no. It sounds super interesting, though. Yeah? What do you think it's about, Frank? Uh, (laughs) I'm going to say that it's about drugs. It is about a young girl who kidnaps another small girl and kills people. Uh, Oh, there you go. I would not have guessed that. I know. So, your source is a manga by Takeshi Hinata. And Arjons... Drama, school, shonen, Frank, shonen. Overcoming the odds, usually geared towards, you know, uh, younger men, uh, action-based sports, stuff that, that younger guys are usually into. Yeah, and the genre is also sports. Here's your synopsis. He may be shorter in stature, but Kora, yeah, Sora, Kora, Matani can soar and score on the basketball court with a passion for the sport he inherited from his mother, Sora vows to her that he'll take top prize at the high school basketball tournament, but there's one problem. His new school's basketball club has turned into a hangout for delinquents. Will Sora's sheer tenacity and amazing three-point shooting change their minds and keep the, get the club up and running again? I guess I should update this synopsis because <laughs> I think I saw all this stuff happen. So go ahead, Frank. Sure. So the show started to flesh out some of the other characters in kind of the show's universe outside of the main core of basketball boys that we primarily focused on in the first half. Uh, in classic shonen style, you know, enemies have become friends. They help the core cast along with learning some new things about themselves. Uh, it's interesting to note that some of those characters that are highlighted also seem to be on their way out. They're either moving on to, you know, university or college or, you know, various different things are going on with them uh, as a new crop of kind of opponents and villains are introduced, one of which is similar to Sora in a number of ways. 
you know, he's like a shorter guy. We don't really know much about him right now at this point. He hasn't had very many lines either, but it seems like he's almost like Dark Sora, like a mirror version of him. So it's kind of interesting to see where he yeah. <laughs> uh, There was a major twist last season that ultimately frees up the story and allows it to focus a bit more on basketball. Mom I'm, died. I'm, That's my guess. Bondi? Mom died. Oh, do you want me to reveal whether or not you're right or wrong? Sure. Okay, yeah, you were right. The mom died. So I thought that that was something that would go on a little bit longer, um, maybe through the course of the series. But, yeah, mom dies, and then, you know, they have a bit of a upsetting kind of arc where everybody's sad and everyone's going through changes. But, um, you know, ultimately... They kind of, I don't want to say get over it because that sounds horrible, but, you know, the show moves on from it. And, uh, you know, it, it does kind of take out some of the, I guess, heavier feelings that the show had in the first half. Um, there hasn't really been much of basketball in terms of, like, actual games happening for the past, like, five or ten episodes, which makes me feel like the conclusion of it uh, is probably going to end up with an abundance of them. So it'll probably be pretty pretty bottom heavy with uh, basketball because they're approaching the inner high tournament. Um, now it's still not at the top of my list in terms of the things that I look out for the most, but I have grown fairly attached to the characters. I mean, I guess it's bound to happen because you know I'm like I think 30 plus episodes in at this point, uh, and they've grown on me. So I'm happy to see them succeed or not. No spoilers, but uh, you know it's uh, it's been fun so far. We'll we'll see where they end up. I'm guessing the final arc of the show. Okay, hear me out. Mm-hmm. This is my prediction. Okay. Everybody on Sora's team dies, so Sora has to get a new team because space aliens came down to play against him to conquer the Earth. And Sora has to go and team up with the Warner Brother characters. And they have uh, to play against each other. Shit. Space Jam 2.5? Yes, yes. <laughs> Wait, they made that movie already? No, they're, well, they were working on it, or they were doing, uh, uh, what's the, what's the name of the, the guy, the basketball player? Space the Jam. popular one. Well, Michael Space Jordan. Jam. Yeah, he had Michael Jordan, but the new one that they're working on is uh, with uh, LeBron James. I don't know if it's done filming yet, but uh, yeah, there you go. Maybe maybe Sora will be in that one. Next. <laughs> Apare Ranman, streaming on Funimation and Hulu. There's 13 episodes. It was delayed from spring of 2020. Studios PA Works, who worked on Angel Beats and Shirabako, and director the director is Masakazu Hashimoto, who did a couple of Crayon Shinchan films. I think it's like Crayon Shinchan film number twenty six and twenty seven. The source is original. The genres are comedy and historical. The socially awkward yet genius engineer Apare Sorano, and the wise but cowardly samurai. Kosami Ishiki find themselves aimlessly drifting in the sea between Japan and America. In order to earn enough money to get back home, the duo enters a trans-American race in their own steam-powered car. Rivals, bandits, and other trials await them on this race from Los Angeles to New York. Frank, Sure. So, not a whole lot more to say about this show that we kind of haven't already, considering we got uh, only one episode, our first episode in months, a few days ago. But it does look like with episode four, they're kind of finally settling on introducing or having introduced most of the cast. It looks like the actual race will start in the next episode or two, um, which makes me wonder if this is going to be something where like the first half is set up and then the second half is actually the race and then the series is over. Or is this going to be like a multi multi-seasonal thing where you know maybe the race will stretch on i'm not entirely too sure but either way um so far i'm liking what i see it's uh i'm glad it's carried over because some of the stuff uh newer stuff this season i'm not so excited for so i'm glad that we kind of have this to uh balance it out what do you think jim we're back our race is back frank 
Uh, we got Jing, who is the uh, Chinese girl. She shows that she's good or better than men, and she now has a car for the transcontinental race, Frank. Mm. I love feminism in my story. And the race is now officially 10 days away. So this show's like a lot of fun, and I hope, I do hope, that we don't get multiple episodes of racing, because I don't care about the racing. I don't care about the cars. I care about the characters. And we also have, like, a gang of bad guys, it seems like. We only saw silhouettes of them. But it seems like we have a bunch of outlaws that are also joining the race. So, here we go. Road Rash. They're going to be fighting with chains on motorcycles. I can't wait. It's going to be like Road Warrior. No, I enjoy the show. I think it's fun. Any other thoughts on that? No, yeah, you, you said it perfectly. I, I think that uh, that actually reminds me that it, it, I have to imagine it'll probably be, stru- be structured less about the race and more like half the episode is about the race and then, you know, they stop every leg and there'll be some I, sort of shenanigans. Yeah, that's what I think, too. They're going to stop at, like, landmarks. Like, they're going to stop at, which wouldn't exist in this show, but Las Vegas or, you know, like, stuff like that. They're going to mm. stop places. But, yeah, I'm into it. I think it's fun. Yeah, same. Next up, we got some stuff to talk about here, Frank. Decadence. Streaming on Funimation and Hulu. 12 episodes. The studio is not. They did uh, Saga of Kanye the Evil. And the director is Yuzuru Tachikawa, who did Mob Psycho 100 Season 1 and 2 and Death Parade. Uh, the source is original. The Jones Action, Adventure, and Sci-Fi. Many years have passed since... This is a pretty long one, so you ready for this? Many years have passed since humanity was driven to the brink of extinction by the sudden emergence of the unknown life forms, Gadol. Those humans now survive... That survive now dwell in a 3,000-meter-high mobile fortress, Decadence, built to protect themselves from the Gadol threat. Denizens of Decadence fall into two categories. Gears, warriors who fight the Gadol daily, and tankers. Those without skills to fight. One day, Natsume, a tanker girl who dreams of becoming a gear, meets Surly Kaburagi, an armor repairman of decadence. This chance meeting between the seemingly the, the seemingly two opposites, the girl with a positive attitude who never gives up on her dreams, and the realist who has given up on his, will eventually shape the future course of this world. Alright, Frank, there's a lot to unwrap. To pull apart here. Mm-hmm. So I'll let you start. Go ahead. All right. So this show is probably the dark horse of this season. And by that, I kind of mean that with three episodes in, I could see this shaping up to either be, you know, a pretty good, if not great series or a thoroughly disappointing one. And I don't really see there being any way in between. I think it's kind of boom or bust. Uh, part of this is due to kind of the layering and folding of the story, where it's not quite what it seems after every episode, and we start to gleam just a bit more with every new one. Um, some of that is obviously, you know, intentional, but uh, some of the other stuff I can't tell if it's supposed to be that way or if it's more of a failure on the show, um, but that's a complaint that only time will tell. You know, animation is solid. I like most of the character designs, uh, and it's an am- amalgamation of a couple of different ideas, which we had mentioned last week, you know, primarily with um, Attack on Titan and um, the uh, other one, is, or the, the two that bring to mind. I forget what the, the secondary one is. Do you remember, Jim? Um, I remember not off the top of my head. Yeah, uh, but I don't mind that, and I'm interested to see how the story unfolds, which is generally a good sign for a series this early on. So that's what I got for it. What about you, Jim? I'm going to, uh, we need to talk about this. This isn't something okay. I'm just going to gloss over. <laughs> okay. okay. So we are introduced to one world, and then suddenly we're introduced to a weird corporate world with cyborgs. Mm. that are designed for a Cartoon Network afternoon block. Uh, they live in a like pay-to-play society. Humans are in a domed area. The robots enter through VR into the human bodies. Uh, it's a very cool concept. It's a huge twist. I did not expect it at all. 
I do appreciate it. I do not like the cyborg animation at all. It looks childlike. It does not speak to me. I like the way some of the shots are framed, especially how they take how these cyborgs that look very childlike are taking taken in angles where they look serious, like you're supposed to take them seriously. Mm-hmm. I like that. The OP and ED are amazing. I am willing to give the show a chance just because I like the depth of story and it is all about, guess what, ladies and gentlemen, it's all about rich people taking advantage of the poor people. That's strange. And uh, I'm into that. So I am excited to stick with the show and see where it goes. Like you said, this is definitely a fine line between brilliance and garbage, I think. Yeah, and like when I was talking about with being into most of the character designs, the ones that I were not into are, are definitely kind of the second half of the show, which are these, yeah, these robots that, you know, enter the people and it's kind of like a video game and it seems like they are told to eliminate any bugs and it seems like the bugs might actually just be real people that are conscious and are able to be sort of jacked into, I guess. Yeah. Like they're not able to be kind of hosts. Yes. So, I mean, it's a, it's an interesting concept and, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm into it. I, I'm into kind of the broader world as well as I often am to see, cause we did with the last episode where they start to talk about how, you know, this is earth and it got to this way because of, a you know, uh, I think it's like pollution, pollution or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So that came in and the pollution was caused by, you know, big, big, um, companies and money and it, it, it can go one way or the other. And one I, I'm company, interested. one company rose above <laughs> them all during a terrible occurrence that wiped out humanity or started to wipe out humanity. And took advantage of it. Like a certain person who makes a billion dollars a day. Like, who uh, were they talking about, Frank? They're talking about fucking Amazon. The show, <laughs> the show is very relevant. You know what I mean? That's why yeah. it's cool. And that's why I want to watch it. I Definitely. don't like the robots, so I'm sorry. Alright, next is Diary of Our Days at Breakwater. Or Hukago Tebo Nishi. Which is my fish show. But it doesn't return until tomorrow, so we'll talk about it next time. Okay. So, next, Fire Force Season 2, NN No Shubatai Ni No Show, streaming on Crunchyroll and Funimation. It's 24 episodes, which means it's going to carry into fall 2020. The studio is David Productions. Cells at Work, we've watched that. And mm-hmm. all of the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. The director is Tatsuma Minamikawa. Oh, sorry. Minamikawa. That means Summer River. Hmm. Uh, she worked on, I believe it's, I believe the director's a she. Wave Listen to Me and Fire Force Season 1, Episode 12. That's the only reason it ties in. I guess she got hired. That was a great hmm. job. You're hired. Uh, the source of the manga by Atsushi Okubo. Jones. Action Shonen Supernatural. Synopsis. Shinra and Company 8 have figured out the evangelist's goal to gather Adelobursts from Shinra and Sho. After learning more about his past from Captain Burns, Shinra becomes more motivated to discover the truth about his mother and save Sho again. But a mysterious girl known as the First Pillar reveals the evangelist's master plan to start another great cataclysm. Frank. So right off the bat, I want to say that I don't think the OP and the ED are as good as any from last season. Uh, just a quick note on that one. But I have to admit that a few episodes into season two, I find myself kind of bored with the initial arc. Mm. I was really into the first episode a lot, where they essentially all kind of pond over this all-nude male firefighter calendar that they have. Yeah, that was cool. Um, that was cool. It was a lot of fun. Um the follow-up episodes focus primarily on the search for the fifth pillar that ultimately ends up with a showdown between Company 8 and uh, the White Clad, who's like kind of just this generic big hulking guy who, you know, kind of punches a lot and, you know, fire comes out and stuff like that. 
I do give them props for going kind of zero to 60 and diving head first into action, which is what any Shonen fanboy would want, especially for something that's a season two. So you don't really have to, you know, introduce anything. Everybody kind of knows what's going on. But uh, as I had mentioned, I find the current villain kind of boring. The fifth pillar character is kind of annoying to me so far. And the fights have just been okay, uh, with the exclusion of one fight scene, which I believe is episode two, uh, which featured Arthur. And he imagines. Yeah, exactly. He imagines himself as like an an RPG. And we've come to kind of uh, learn that he is a character who seems to derive kind of his power based off of um, how he feels or how he imagines himself. So if he thinks of himself as this very strong knight, then, you know, his actual real world talent kind of uh, showcases that. And then if not, you know, it's just like he's just a regular dude with this kind of plasma sword. So it was cool to see him use people in a way like in video game terms as tanks and buffs. Um, you know, we have a ton of episodes left at this point. So, you know, all of these things are kind of very minor. You know, we're, we're talking a few episodes in. So, yeah, I mean, just so far, it's been it's been a little slow for me. I haven't been as into it as I was with season one. Uh, what do you think, Jim? So we do get a new villain. So, Frank, spoiler guess here. The big bad this season, who do you think it is? Because I have a guess. Hmm. I'm saying I... someone that's already established. You think so? They the... look alike. I'm not too sure. I don't, I don't have any guesses. Who do you think it is? The eighth company's nun, the blonde girl. Looks just like her. Mm. Except she's a monster. Mm. She doesn't do anything. And then in the latest episode, she's running around giving everybody the last blessing, but they're trying to introduce her doing stuff. Mm. I don't know. I'll probably be wrong. Uh, there's people living in the city now, Frank. A problem I had with season one was that the fire force was always saving the city, but we don't ever see any citizens unless they actually become infernals. And another problem I had with season one, by episode four, the art and animation are already starting to fall apart. I really like the character design, but, you know, the animation lacks. And this is a popular property, and they got to be making money. I don't think they would, you know, cost cut. Of course, we talked about the problems with COVID. Is that the problem? I don't know. Because last season wasn't, the animation fell apart at times during last season, too. Um, the new Adela Burst girl was pretty cool. I did like her saying that she didn't need a man to tell her what to do. Uh, I enjoy all the white coat people, the evangelists. I think they're really cool, especially how they're all blindfolded. Uh, Tamaki gets naked on accident again. Come on with this trope. Uh, I thought she was actually going to do something cool, and then all her clothes went flying off. Um... There's so many characters with no eyes or faces, and honestly, I couldn't care about the show after season one. They had me going up to episode two in this, and it's kind of lost me in the last couple, so I don't know. I I hope. I don't know. We're stuck watching it. What are you going to do? That is very true. What are you going to do? I want to, I also want to, to point out something that just just I just remembered they have this weird thing in their world too, where, you know, they do the last rites and they've said with company eight, it's like way more prominent than with any others, but it seems like they're almost willing to basically die if they're not able to perform it. Because an issue they run into is that, you know, they're waiting on these nun characters because nobody can perform the last rites. They're getting overwhelmed but then there's these scenes where these guys are basically like, hey, I'm going to die because I can't kill these people without them getting blessed, which I thought was a, a little too much. But I guess that just showcases how devout some of these people are. Yeah. And the, and the one villain, quote unquote, um, you know, whatever their antagonist was, even points out. And he's like, you guys rely too much on that. Like, it's a crutch for you, mm. which I don't even know what it does. They never explain what it does. Like, does it keep people from. I don't know. Like, what do they. Do they go into the giant sun factory in the middle of town? I don't, like, they don't explain it, so I don't know. Hmm. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. But honestly, I don't care at this point. All right. Fruits Basket Season 2. Streaming on Crunchyroll and Funimation. There's 25 episodes carrying over from last season. Studios TMS Entertainment. We did Case Closed and Dr. Stone. 
And the director is Yoshihide Ibata, who, besides doing this and season one, did Attack on Titan Junior High, which I did not watch. Cute Attack on Titan characters. Source is the manga by Natsuki Takaya. Uh, the genres, comedy, drama, fantasy, romance, shoujo. Frank, what's shoujo? Shoujo, usually marketed towards young women, uh, primarily features romance as its kind of uh, main topic. And slice of life, Frank, slice of life. Slice of life, everyday, everyday shenanigans, everyday problems. It's been almost a year since Toru started living at Shigure's house. Though she now has a deeper relationship with each of the Somas, not just you can kill them. She's concerned about their sinister curse's true nature. The right path to choose, predetermined destiny, what emotions will arise in Yuki and Kyo and Toru in the face of the eternal banquet? What will be their resolve? Frank. Uh, so the show does a great job of making me feel for both Yuki and Kyo. Recent episodes have fo- focused solely on Yuki and the way his role has evolved kind of in high school and personally, and it's made me feel for the character a bit more than I had originally. Um, you know, the show still to this day resonates with me emotionally. I find myself crying every couple episodes, uh, and I'm still enjoying it. You know, I hope we get to see this through to the very end. I think, if I recall correctly, they were trying to shoot for five seasons. Four. Uh, four. Um, I really like the OP this season, uh, and, you know, it's uh, interesting how they're able to balance all these characters while at the same time kind of uh, interweaving them into the greater whole. I'm, I'm still impressed by the show. Uh, I don't really have many complaints. What about you, Jim? Uh, Momu- Momiji's sister is freaking adorable. That episode was amazing. Mm. Um, Toru is starting to realize and accept her grief, I think. Like, she seems like she's been working and helping others just to try to avoid the feeling of losing her mother. Yeah. To the point that this season she's had emotional breakdowns a couple of times. Speaking of losing her mother, Frank, I have a question. Did Toru's mother commit suicide, do you think? Uh, it's a good question, right? So they, I don't think that they have yet to come out right and say what had happened to her other than that she had passed and then you know um she was kind of she was kind of left on her own i mean she's had relationships obviously with her grandfather and the extended family but like yeah i guess that's a good point i never really thought about it i don't think that they've covered it i get uh, if there's got to be a reason for it and if it is that's probably a good that's a good guess like we know that her father died before her mother and I think there was a scene this season where we see Toru's mother like grieving over missing the fa- missing uh, mm. Toru's father. I think they were indicating it was suicide. I don't know. It happened very fast. That you know what? That's actually a really good point because for the first time that I can kind of recall in the show, you're right. There was this very brief scene where she discusses both her mother and her father, which I don't think she's ever really talked much about her her father in general, but definitely not the two, you know, in conjunction with each other. So that's that's actually a really good call. Every character has a developed character and story, Frank, and the EDs have been amazing this season. Um, the show is great. I love it. And I'm excited to watch it every week. Any more thoughts? No, I agree completely. I mean, it's consistently has been since we started watching it uh, somewhere in the top of my list whenever it airs. So, I mean, it's it's just a great show. I'm, you know, I am in awe that they're able to balance as many characters as they do. And kind of to what you were saying earlier, you know, able to give all these character depth, these characters depth. And, you know, every time there's a character that, may have fallen by the wayside and you haven't seen him for, you know, five or ten episodes. Here you go. Here's one episode that just deals with that character and, you know, their backstory. And it's 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 amazing to me that they, they've been able to do such a good job. The show's an emotional roller coaster. Just like 
Gal and Dino. Frank, emotional roller coaster aside, Gal and Dino is not coming back until October 3rd. So I have to push it back. I have to wait to watch it until fall. Wow, it just keeps getting pushed back. I mean, that really is an emotional roller coaster because it just feels like this show is is never ending. <laughs> so we'll move on to the next show, The God of High School, streaming on Crunchyroll. As per the advertisements during the show, <laughs> there's 13 episodes. The studio is Mappa. You may know them from Dorodo, also Banana Fish, another popular, popular property. The director is Sung Ho Park, who worked on a uh, many big shows in like every single capacity possible: Banana Fish, Fairy Tale, Full Metal, uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. The source is a digital manhwa by Yongji Park. The Jones, all of them. Action, adventure, comedy, <laughs> fantasy, martial arts, sci-fi, supernatural. By far, the longest synopsis we've ever had. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. Jin Mori has proclaimed himself the strongest high schooler. His life changes when he's invited to participate in the God of High School, a tournament to determine the strongest high schooler of all. Frank, uh, Sure. So <laughs> this is probably for me the standout show this season uh thus far. It has some of the best animation. It's OP and ED are pretty solid, though I'm not entirely sold on kind of the English lyrics. And it's just plain fun. You know, it's a, a battle anime, which I don't think that we have had yet for the podcast. Um Baki, uh, we had Baki, that's correct. Did we? Oh, yeah, we did, okay. I stopped um, watching, but we had Baki. That's, <laughs> that's correct, all right. Uh, you know, there's not a whole lot of reason or motivation given thus far to why these characters are fighting beyond kind of the grand prize being a wish being granted, and uh, I'm kind of fine with that. The characters are wacky enough, the battles are so over the top that it feels like I'm kind of watching, you know, uh, WWE, but with the visualization that they wish they had. For some of their performers, uh, usually the one that uh, comes to my mind is like Finn Balor, because he's a wrestler who has a alternate kind of um, version of himself that's a demon, or he did when I was watching, and he would, you know, his fighting style would change and stuff like that. Uh, it's pacing and stories done in such a way that I'm often surprised at how quickly the episodes feel, and by that I mean they often feel a lot faster than their actual length. Uh, I'm curious if we will get some more character development with some of the core fighters or some of the ones that have already been beaten or if this show is purely about the battles. Um, I don't really have many complaints right now. It's super entertaining, I guess, beyond the fact that I still all these people look old as hell. And uh, I guess they're all in high school, which implies that they're like, you know, 13, 14, 15, and they all look like they're older than me at the tender age of 29 so <laughs> but hey i guess you know teenagers can also be super super good at martial arts um to a point where they're able to like you know do ridiculous things that's fine uh, you know it is what it is what do you think jim everything about this show screams fun like it's the color the comedy the action little did i know that korea has the world's strongest fighters though everybody in the show besides the wrestler well, at least everybody that made it to the finals are all Korean fighters. Uh, everybody has pink noses and ears, which is a strange thing. The, the, it doesn't matter how old you are, you will get a pink nose and ears. There's also some mystical stuff going on, which is cool, because we have, like, a villain. And there was a giant handprint. So there's, like, some kind of assassin world domination thing. I don't know. So we got a, we got a bad guy. Frank, last week in our selection show, you compared it to Tower of God. The show is completely different than Tower of God. There was, like, no information given to us in Tower of God. We discovered everything as we went. This show definitely has a set structure. Now, they, they haven't gotten into the character development yet. Uh, I started to watch today's episode a little bit, um, and they're going into Moon Sword Girl. Moon, white Moon Sword Girl background. Hmm. Uh, and this is definitely is not as dark as Tower of God. Uh... The God of High School characters are all well explained in the most basic way, almost like video game characters. Uh, but we got an organization and everything. Um, the only thing that makes them together is that they're both Korean. 
So don't be a monster and just say they're the same, right? Because they're Korean. Wow. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I think of the the um, what I was saying with Tower of God and and you know God of High School was more that you know this was a Crunchyroll original and um, you know it's it's not given to you right at the forefront. You're not handed everything to you, which is probably the biggest two thing comparison I can make off the bat between those two shows. Um, you did make a good point though, in that, like some of these characters feel like video game characters. Um, it definitely at times does feel like some sort of like arcade video game that you would pick up and all these characters kind of have the different flavors that you would see in in those types of games, which is pretty cool. And I'm sure that's some of that was inspired by kind of those arcade, um, games, but yeah, it's fun. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it's a good job. Next up, Lapis Relights. <gasps> Streaming on Funimation, 12 episodes. Studios, Yokohama Animation Lab. You know what they made? Miru Tights. Do you remember Miru Tights? No, I don't remember that. Like our early days, it was a show about girls and their tights. And how their oh, tights Oh, I do remember. Upskirt shots of girls in tights. <laughs> The director is Hiroyuki Hata, who did a show called Yume Kori, which I never watched. The source is a mixed media project. The Jones. Magic and music. Tiara has just been accepted to the Flora Girls Academy for light witch, uh, for young witches. Light witches. Her lifelong dream of becoming a powerful light to cleanse the world of magical beasts is now possible. I haven't seen a single magical beast in the show, have we? But now, before she hits the magical music books, this just makes no sense. And, (laughs) oh, little Tara did, Tiara did not know that she's about to take center stage in a classroom full of potential dropouts. Challenge accepted. (laughs) I'll have to edit that one a little bit later. Frank, go ahead. (laughs) So I went into the show, bar was completely low. In fact, I think when we had first previewed it, I was like not into the show at all. Um, but I guess because the bar was so low, I'm kind of into it. The show is upbeat. It's colorful. It's kind of fun to watch. It's definitely super candy coated. And, uh, if you think too hard on things, you're probably going to have a bad time with the show. For instance, uh, very recently they showcase, they have this weird magic version of essentially dodgeball, (laughs) but the rules don't like fully make sense. It don't make any sense. They kind of explain it, and then, like, some characters just kind of do whatever they want, and some people get, like, penalized for it, and other people don't. So it's just like, okay, you just kind of have to go along with it. Uh, it seems pretty average, too, for, like, a combo of magical girls, idol group, and, you know, moe, cute girls doing cute things. Um, it, strangely enough, hasn't focused too much on the idol group aspect. I think the last episode was kind of the only time when they showcased anything like that. But the performance, however brief it was, was was pretty good. Um, the CGI was was not bad and, you know, the the little song was uh it was it was it was nice. Uh, I'm guessing the next couple of episodes will really kind of start to focus on each individual girl. So we'll see how that goes. Um you know, I also like magic school stuff, so that kind of helps and uh, it definitely helps that the bar was super low for me. So, you know, I, I'm not hating it right now is what I should say. Uh, what about you, Jim? What do you think? It's not very nice. These are very cute girls. <laughs> they have a very cute gr- cute girls doing cute stuff in a cute magic school. And they have magical powers. And one can grow grass. And they play a game of dodgeball where the rules don't make any sense. But it's cute. Everything's cute. Uh, I guess we get we got introduced to, like, some demi-humans. Like one girl can, she's like a vampire. She can absorb other girls' energy with, but can't control it. But you know, we have some mean girls in school. But it doesn't seem like anybody's going to be terribly mean in this in this show. I think it's going to be a big competition, and they're all going to be cute. They're all going to get along at the end. The end. I enjoy it. Oh yeah, and then definitely at the end, they're all going to come together and do one big magical dance song and dance number, and then that'll be. There'll be fireworks and stuff, and then they'll defeat the the monster. And then I'll buy the game, because it is a 
mixed media project, so there's a game coming. Oh, hell yeah, and I'll buy the shirt and the light novel and the action figures. Um, Absolutely, especially the sexy ones. <laughs> with the stockings. Yes, mirror tights. Next, Millionaire Detective Balance Unlimited. It drops this week, so everybody's going to have to wait with bated breath for that one. So we'll talk Sorry, about guys. Yeah, we'll talk about another one that's got, we gotta, we gotta unwind on. The Misfit of Demon King Academy, or Mao Gauqin, no Fute Kigausha. Streaming on Crunchyroll, 13 episodes, the studio is Silver Link. They did Buffer. I don't wanna get hurt. So I'll max out my defense. And the director is Shin Onuma. He did Buffer. I don't wanna get hurt. So I'll max out the, my defense. And Masafumi Tamura, who did the Wise Man's Grandchild. So we did not watch. Source is a light novel by Yoshinori Shizuma. Jones. Fantasy Magic in School. Now this. Are you ready? Here we go. The tyrannical Demon King has been reincarnated after 2,000 years. However, his suitability to the Academy that educates candidates to become the new Demon King Renders him a misfit. I'm not going to go into everything. Uh, while everyone insults him as inferior, he counts Misha, the one girl sympathetic to his cause, as his subject. The misfit demon king races up the hierarchy of the demonic world. Divine providence, destiny, miracles. Before my eyes, they all grovel and are eradicated. Frank, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So this show, I, I haven't ever seen a show handle kind of a main character who is so overpowered that killing him wouldn't cause him to die in such a way like this show has. Uh, despite knowing how powerful he is, I still find it enjoyable to watch him battle or overcome his opponents while still feeling as if they have a chance, even though it never quite seems like they do. Um, Anas Voldegord is, I believe, how you say his name Anos. is Anos. Anos uh, he's Voldegord. Voldegord. Say it like a vampire. Voldegord. Uh, Voldegord. He's confident and he's cool at all times, but he hasn't come off to uh as annoying to me in any way. And in fact, he seems to be pl he doesn't seem to be playing into any sort of romantic pieces that you know a lot of shows like these fall into his relationship with his his uh i guess two cohorts seemed fairly plutonic despite his his parents feelings and while it's not as funny as i initially thought i am i am enjoying the show um the spells are kind of cool to see uh, even though at times, sometimes they're just big magic circles, but every once in a while they do have some visual flair to it. Um, I'm interested to see where the story is going to go, especially because it seems like we have wrapped up the first arc with the latest episode. And, um, uh, you know, uh, I don't 100% know which way it could go. It's a fun enough show. It seems kind of uh, a little tongue-in-cheek at times. Like, it does seem to know how ridiculous the character is and how powerful he is. So they have fun with it. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying it. You said plutonic. You meant platonic, right? Platonic. Yes. Plutonic means rocks. Mm. Uh, it's an okay show. Uh, Anos is very Lelouch from Code Geass. He's a know-it-all. Uh, he's, you know, the overpowered thing is just means that I'm not going, to, I know how this is going to end, right? Uh, but shit got real dark real quick. And I guess I shouldn't be surprised since it's about demons. Cause it seemed like they were all gonna get along and then all of a sudden they didn't and then they got along again. Um, there's a lot of unexplained stuff and the magic mechanics are pretty lame. Uh, there's a lot of glowing circles and stuff. But, uh, I like Anos. He's, he's kind-hearted demon lord. Uh, I don't, you know, like when we initially talked about it, it felt like the show should be funnier. Like it would, I think it'd be okay as a comedy, or at least partially com comedic. It doesn't, it doesn't hit any comedic notes at all, even though it seems like it kind of wants to at times. It's an okay show. I will keep watching it. 
It's not terrible. Next. Oh, go ahead, Frank. You have a point? Yeah, no. I mean, you had said, like, he does seem kind-hearted, and they have done sort of like a uh, flashback where you don't really know if he was kind of, like, the bad guy because they kind of paint him out this way, and he's, you know, he ends up kind of sacrificing himself for the greater good while going up against a very, like, stereotypical knight in shining armor but he never does seem like evil or bad in any way. So it kind of makes me wonder if it's one of those cases where he's somebody who is, you know, just because he's the demon king doesn't necessarily mean he was evil. I mean, maybe he was just looking out for his people or something like that. So there's a potential there that it could be a little bit more to it. But to your point about it seeming like it wants to be more funny than it is, that I definitely get that vibe and i'm guessing that's probably because a lot of these people who have worked on this show worked on that uh that max out defense show yeah all right next ninja collection streaming on crunchyroll the episodes are 13 they're four minutes and 30 seconds apiece the studio is there's three of them draws d-r-a-w-i-z i love computer art who did a show called Yami Shibai Japanese Ghost Stories, which I believe this is a spin-off of. And Tia, who did a show that we I really wanted to watch when we first started this podcast, Business Fish. And the director is Akira Funada. Uh, the source is original, the genres are horror and supernatural. Tokyo, a city full of dreams and desires. Even today, there's a band of ninja passing down the old techniques and carrying out missions hidden from the eyes of the public, blending into the darkness of the city, slaying in human darkness. People call them the Tokeshu. Frank. (laughs) All right, so there's only so much that can be said about a show that's only a few minutes in length. Uh, Animation is par the course for something like this. The episodes, I guess, have a cohesive story. It's short stories about ninjas that maybe know each other. At least that's kind of what I get from, from the opening. It's short enough that I can't really get angry or upset when I watch it. It's, it's fine. You know, so far it's, uh, I think that it probably would not have been made the official list if it was any other season, but you know, here we are and it's short enough that, uh, you know, I'll give it a go. I'm, I'm going to continue to watch it. What, what do you think, Jim? Um, and we got some spooky little shorts. People saved from monster spirits by pretty ninja boys. It's meh, whatever. But mm. like you said, it's four and a half minutes, so I don't mind it. I do like the, when the women in the show, like that the boys have, the pretty boys have to save. When they're scared, they make a specific face that looks like an emoji. It's like, ooh, <laughs> it's pretty good. Next, the star of the season, Peter Grill and the Philosopher's Time, or Peter Grill to Kenja no Jikan, streaming on Crunchyroll and High Dive. There's 12 episodes, and they're 12 minutes and 30 seconds apiece. The studio's Wolvesbane. It looks like their first show. The director is Tatsumi. You know what Tatsumi does? Tatsumi does hentai. Frank, you want to explain with listeners who may not know what hentai is, what hentai is, please? Sure. Uh, so <laughs> hentai is, uh, uh, it's usually animated pornography. Well done. The source is a manga by Daisuke Hayama. And the genres? Comedy. Etchy. Frank, what's etchy? Uh, sexy and playful. Fantasy? Harem. What's harem, Frank? Harem is, is usually uh, one person, usually a male, being surrounded or lusted after by uh, a number of different other characters, usually female. Romance. And seinen. Frank, what's seinen? Oh, seinen, usually geared towards older men. It's a little bit more serious in nature and tone. Peter Grill is the world's strongest fighter, but his ascent to the top came with an unexpected consequences. Women around the world, human and monster alike, want to bear his genetically superior children. Since he's currently engaged to the love of his life, 
Peter isn't too keen on his sudden popularity, and it will take every ounce of self-control for Peter to keep his hands to himself and his relationship with his paramour. In one piece, in the outrageously irreverent Peter Grill <laughs> and the Philosopher's Time. Frank, thoughts on Peter Grill and the Philosopher's <laughs> Time. I love that intro. That was good. Uh, you know, it's another short show, but this one is extra pervy, which was bound to happen when half of the shows that came out this season were featuring some sort of sexy shenanigans. We were bound to get one of these types of shows. In fact, I honestly thought we were going to get multiple, but, but we didn't. So we just got this one. What do I like about this show, you might ask? Certainly the length of the show. The, the animation is totally passable. Uh, you know, a quarter of the show is blurred out in the version that airs first. Granted, they do have a different version on High Dive, if yes. you are so inclined. If you are so inclined, that usually is, is about a week, I think a, just a week back. It might yeah, even be an episode two behind. Weeks. Like three episodes came out as of yesterday on the broadcast version and then the Philosopher's Stone version, I think it was called. <laughs> Philosopher's Time version, the porn yes, version. Yes, the porn version. So, you know, sometimes it's not a whole lot to look at if you're watching the normal as-it-airs version. And the jokes so far, while they were funny initially, are now kind of stale, uh, whereas each creature kind of gets introduced and just wants Peter's seed because he's the champion, and he won, and they want his man juice. Spunk like, junk, they call it. Spunk junk. That's the actual uh, quote. The ch- ogre woman wants his spunk junk. There you go. Uh, <laughs> the latest episode, too. Uh, surprise, we get some tentacles. Yes. And possibly everyone's favorite, tentacle rape. I mean, it teases it. Frank, which, let's <laughs> do this. Do you want to get rid of this show? Uh, we can if you want. I had noted that I can't watch this in my living room. <laughs> so no, no, no. It seems like you're still kind of committed to it. Okay, we'll we'll keep going. The t- I was okay with it until the tentacles popped out, and I and then I wasn't so cool with it anymore. Okay, here's what we'll do then. If the tentacles, if it goes, so that well, it she's not going to get raped. His paramour yes. is not going to get raped. There's no way. But if it does happen, we'll instantly drop it. Yes. That reaches a level that I just have to be like, all right, I have to be done with this. (laughs) I predict in the next episode, Peter Grill is going to make the joke that the monster got further with his girlfriend than he's been able to. Mm. That's not cool. Because it was trying to rape her. (laughs) Jesus. All right, let's move on, please. Yeah. <laughs> okay. we'll, give it, we'll give it one more semester. One more semester of, of Peter Grill, and then we might have to get rid of it. Last on our list. Uzaki-chan wants to hang out! Or Uzaki-chan wa aso by Tai. Streaming on Funimation, 12 episodes. The studio is ENG, who did Kemono Michi Rise Up. I love that show. And the director is Kazuya Miura, who also directed Kemono Michi Rise Up. The source is a manga by Take. The Ojons, comedy, etchy, and slice of life. University student Shinichi Sakurai is comfortable being an introverted loner and doesn't care what others think. Buxom underclassman Hana Uzaki doesn't understand this one bit. A tornado of joy, she's taken it upon herself to make him more social. Starting to enjoy her company, he'd concede that they're friends. Can it be possible to have as much fun with another person as he would by himself? Yes, yes it is. Sex with other people is better than sex alone, my French. Frank, what are your thoughts on Uzaki-chan? Sure, so this one right here, middle of the pack for me. It's right there, slap in the middle. Uh, first few episodes have left me with mixed feelings, uh, specifically about the titular character, Uzaki-chan herself. Uh, I kind of found her annoying the first two episodes, but she's kind of settled in the latest one where she seems to be a bit more leveled and a little less kind of, uh, I guess, ditzy. Ditzy, dumb, you know. Some of the situations she finds herself in 
like her basically experiencing an orgasm every time she uses a massage chair and not being aware of what is happening. Cause I think she makes the reference that this happens all the time mm-hmm. or, you know, her getting kind of st- stuck in a bush seem, uh, beyond dumb for any person, but I do, they do make for entertaining laughable scenes. So I won't get, give the show that I have laughed a couple of times. Um, I'm guessing that's kind of where it'll end up with this sort of situational comedy. And, you know, I'm open to it, but I am cautious. It could fall into like a whole, you know, lowly thing where it's right now. It's kind of skirting the line where they have they make mention of it that she's definitely older, but she looks like someone who's a lot younger. Um, we will see. Like I said, this one's for me is middle of the pack. I don't feel strongly one way or the other. Um, if, the humor does land for me, so that may overcome any sort of trepidations that I have with it right now. And like I said with Uzaki-chan herself, the last episode, uh, I enjoyed her. So maybe it was just kind of an initial first first couple episodes. So we'll see. What do you think, Jim? I like the boss and the daughter, the voyeurs. Um, it's a cute show. It's very inoffensive considering that Hana's boobs are always trained to look huge and painful for her tiny little back. It's it's cute. I like it. I watch it every week, and I'm actually excited to watch it every week. So, uh, it is completely inoffensive boob jokes, if that's possible. All right, Frank. If we were to, we're gonna we're gonna do our excitement ranking, which we did started doing last season. What shows are you most excited for? You're meh about, and the shows you don't care about, and the shows we are watching for summer 2020. Frank, go ahead. You know, All we'll right. do a section. We'll do your most excited shows. Go ahead. Okay, we'll so we'll do most, and okay, we'll go back and back. Okay, so most, God of High School, Fruits Basket Season 2, A Hero No Sora, Apari Rodman. That's a lot. And, yes, uh, uh, Decadence. Those are, those are all the most. <laughs> no, not Peter Girl. What, what are your most? Uh, got a high school, fruits basket, and Zaki Chan wants to hang out. Hmm. So all your right. My mess are Misfit of Demon King, uh, Academy. I have Fire Force season two, Lapras relights, uh, Uzaki Chan wants to hang out. Those are my mess. All right. So I, I, I do this in alphabetical order, by the way. Did you do your oh. alphabetical order? Uh, I did it more in kind of like, like the mez that I, I listed off or the mez, like it goes from most meh to maybe turning into a most sort of thing. You know what <laughs> to, I mean? <laughs> to worst meh. To worst meh or like borderline. Uh, right. I, don't, I have, I, don't. I have a Pari Ranman, which only because we only have one episode. Uh, Decadence, because I'm unsold on the fucking robot animation. Lapis Relights, Misfit of Demon King Academy, and Peter Grill. How about Don't Care? Alright, don't care for me is uh, Ninja Collection and Peter Grill. Yeah, I have Fire Force and Ninja Collection, but that's no surprise for anybody with me with Fire Force. I've been like this with Fire, up and down with Fire Force. And may, maybe next review we do, I'll I'll uh, pop it up, but it's very hit or miss with me. So that's all we got. I'm excited to get back into the shows that have been delayed, and uh, I'm excited to go on vacation because I'm going on vacation, Greg. Ooh, well, you enjoy yourself. You know what, Jim? You deserve it. I'm going to get you. And you know what? Next time we record, we might be in person. And it might not sound like dog shit. <laughs> Maybe. Don't get everyone's hopes up. Yeah, We've said that a couple times now. Yeah, we did. <laughs> still sound like I'm thousands of miles away. All right. Anything else to add, Frank? Not just for you to enjoy your vacation, my well, friend. Thank you. Uh, if I remember, I'll bring you home some saltwater taffy to rot your teeth. Oh, please do. Please do. Thanks for joining us this week. Once again, please share us with your friends and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at NotakuCast. Send, send us questions and share requests. Our email is Nutaku2019 at gmail.com, and we'll talk about them all on the air. Listen to us on Podbean, Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher and Spotify. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And please subscribe and share. Hoping that I don't have to watch tentacle porn. This is Jim. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. Give the five stars, y'all. This is Frank. Let's go. And Gabate. Gabate.